Are you all ready to up your drinking game? Absinthe Minded AZ is a pretty freaking amazing and super rare company. Absinthe is truly an acquired taste type of drink. People like Picasso, Hemingway, and Van Gogh were known to throw back a few. I mean, The Raven may have never been written if Edgar Allan Poe wasn't drinking this stuff. Who, by the way, was an artilleryman in the United States Army. Go Redlegs. This misunderstood spirit became legal again in the United States in 2007. And now you can try it for yourself here in AZ. Plus, co-owners Doc Ordovich and Justin Slusher are pretty cool dudes. Absence Minded is produced with 100% natural herbs based off of traditional formulations with variations to accommodate the palates of the modern drinker. Pour, sip, and enjoy. So if you want to find out more about this amazing company, go to their Facebook page or AbsenthemindedAZ.com. And their Instagram page is pretty dope. Um, where are you off to? I'm going to check out Alien Donuts. They are a funky, hip donut concept with planetary beats and out-of-this-world treats. They have vegan, gluten-free, classics, specialty, and space-themed donuts. Yum. What else do they got? They also offer nitro brew coffee, rocket shakes, and freshly made ice cream. And how can I find them, Crystal? Well, they are located in the heart of Old Town Scottsdale on 5th Avenue. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, or AlienDonuts.com. Donut Stop Believing! What you drinking? My favorite drink ever. Pistachio blended brew with a coffee base and a little extra shot of caffeine from Sweet's Cold Brew Coffee Company. Gotta get ready for that show, Crystal. And did you know that Sweet's Cold Brew is the first and only cold brew coffee shop in the state of Arizona? It's for rad people only. I'm rad. The only thing that would make them better is if they sold beer and wine. Funny you should say that. Just check out their menu at sweetsbrew.com. That's sweets with a Z in the middle. Uh, they also got an awesome Instagram page. Mmm, Catino Sauce Company has the sexiest, hottest, hot... Uh, <clears throat> no, no, that's all wrong. Hold on. Coutinho is the sexiest, hottest, hot, hot sauce. Damn it. That's all wrong. What no. are you doing? Trying to record this ad for Coutinho Sauce Company. Coutinho? You mean the best damn hot sauce on the planet with tons of flavors like jalapeno, habanero, chipotle, verde, and all kinds of others I can't pronounce. They also have amazing limited flavors like mango and blueberry. Yep, that's it. My favorite is Ghost. It makes my butt burn. <laughs> you gotta act fast though, because they're always selling out of that one. Okay. Just visit CatinoSauce.com for more flavors and customized bundles. Also, go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. My homeboy and CEO of Catino Sauce Company, Jacob, will appreciate that. Sweet Stash is a home-baked business specializing in cake pops, brownies, cakes, and more. Celebrate your special occasions with all of your favorite people. If we're at a party and they have Sweet Stash, I know where Mario will be. Buy the cake pop stand. To place your orders, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Fall in! All right, all right, everybody take a seat, grab a drink, let's get this show started. Three, two, one, hello everybody, welcome to the first episode of Dishonorable Mentions. Dun, dun, dun. Boo. 
Why why do you say boo? Not boo to you, but boo to the dishonorable. Yeah, um, unfortunately, you know, not all veterans can be perfect like me. <laughs> Correct. Or our guest, Corrique <laughs> Bernard. Welcome, Bernie. Yeah, thank you for having me. Or uh, do you want me to call you by your last name, or what do you want me to? Whatever you want. Are you still stuck? You still stuck in the old days? You want me to use your rank? No, no, Bernie's fine. All right, you used to outrank me, so I just I want to be respectful. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So the reason why you're here, you know, is it because he's dishonorable? No, 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 no. Oh no. no, Okay, I'm sorry, I got confused. No. Um, the person we're going to talk about today, uh, Bernie actually knew them. <gasps> no way. Uh, so we are talking about uh, Mr. Jerry Christopher, right? He was a Fort Lewis soldier, uh, part of the 2nd of the 3rd uh, Infantry Division. Is that correct? Yeah, 2nd of the 3rd Infantry Regiment. There you go. That's why you're on here. I don't trust a man named Jerry. You don't? I don't. Well... You, you trust a man named Bernie? With all my heart. Okay. Well, that's why, he, <laughs> that's why he's here. So let's just get into this, man. So, all right. This kid, um, he got kicked out of the military. I'm going mm-hmm. to give you the basics. He got kicked out of the military. Um, two weeks later, came back to meet up some old buddies of, theirs, of his. Just go home. Yeah. Well, he, uh, he couldn't because he owed them some money. Oh, he owed them fifteen hundred dollars, according to this this news article. How, what was his rank? Um, I think he was a specialist. But that's but, a lot of money for but, a specialist. No, he was, he was a mosquito wing. Oh, oh that's a lot of money. Person. Yeah, he was even he was even uh, uh, lesser. Why did he get kicked yeah. out? Well, let, let's, let's. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. You know, Bernie's gonna get into that. Okay. Let me tell the story first. All right? Okay. And then, then I'm we'll, excited. Then we'll break it down. It's intriguing. So this mosquito wing kid gets kicked out. Two weeks later, comes back, meets his buddies uh, close to some gate, apparently. Uh, Fort Lewis. This is at Fort Lewis. Uh, he owed one of them some money, a guy named Michael, I know, Antonio Jordan. Yes, Michael Jordan. <laughs> that, was, that was his name. Uh, apparently had lent Jerry uh, some money so that he could get his vehicle out of impound. So this kid obviously had issues already, right? He he had money issues, car issues. Um, I mean, you know, with mosquito wings, what can you afford, right? Not much. Well, on, on top of that, he had Article 15. He he, he was you know, he had no money anyways. So he had uh, Article 15s. He, he they were taking his money. He was just sounds like he was an outstanding soldier. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so, anyways. So when he shows up, uh, they actually lured him in by telling him that they were going to a party. So, of course, this little mosquito wing, uh, you know, who, who doesn't want a party? He's two weeks out of the military, shows up. Uh, you know, I guess he forgot that he owed one of them $1,500, just shows up anyways. And um, maybe he thought they had forgiven him. And so they were cool with him, but apparently not. Uh, apparently, this guy Jordan and a few other different people. Uh, let me see a guy named Jacob Ray, uh, Ray Jacob Ray Gardner, uh, and uh, April uh, Joy Beach. So, female was also involved. Apparently, all these other people were still in the military, right? 
There was also a guy mm-hmm. named Lawrence Raymond Robinson, who was only 17 years old, oh, who got God. involved with these, these, uh, yeah. these, the E4 mafia. Oh, God. And um, so they all uh, pretty much uh, kidnapped him. Essentially, that's what they did. Oh they they tied him up, beat him up, uh, threw him in the trunk of their car, then took him to an uh, ATM. I don't know what this guy Jordan thought he was going to find in this ATM <laughs> of this kid, <laughs> but apparently the ATM was empty. Yeah, he couldn't even. He didn't even have the minimum twenty dollars that you. Aww. You know, you 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 need at least twenty to get out of the Why ATM. Why are they fucking with this kid? Just let him go. Yeah, just so let him go. They, you know, he didn't even have that twenty bucks to Aww. to buy some gum or anything. So, anyways, so after that, they take him back to to one of these guys' places, and they're trying to decide what to do. Well, apparently, another guy named uh, Dunnigan or Dunigan, something like that. I'll look him he up right here. Dunnigan's house. There you go. Yep. Uh, apparently, he's like, "Hey, yo, Jordan, we got, we, we can't let this guy live. We, we can't, he can't, can't let this guy go. Yes, like, you can. We already beat him up. We, 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 you know, we uh, tied him up. So they're deciding what to do. Apparently, they go back to uh, close to base somewhere by an ammo shack or something, an ammo gate or something like that, right? So I don't know why yeah, they go. The ammo supply gate at the at the end of the post. Don't you think, like, isn't that the last place you want to take somebody back to, especially if you're going to murder them? Yeah. Well, the, the reason they took them back there is because our, our battalion was actually rotating and in charge of protecting that ammo gate, and we were rotating out there. So that's how we knew where the place was and how quiet it was and how dark it was because it was way out in the booms. Yeah, so it was out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, my God. Yeah. So apparently one of these guys puts a rifle in the vehicle. Somebody saw Dunnigan or Dunigan, whatever, however you say his name, uh, put a rifle in the vehicle. So you're assuming they're going to murder this guy. Um, apparently when they took him out of the trunk, he had, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Jerry had, uh, had loosened up his restraints and he ran out. Kind of like the movie, um, uh, what's the... <laughs> when they get the Chinese guy out, uh, hangover, um, hangover, where where they open the trunk and the Asian guy pops out naked, I can I can kind of oh, uh, hangover. <laughs> yeah, the hangover. <laughs> Apparently, something like that happens. So this guy tries to run away. Jordan, uh, you know, because his name is Michael Jordan. I'm assuming he's athletic. Uh, <sighs> apparently, runs after him, catches him, and tackles him. And then yeah. um, Dunnigan is trying to load the rifle. Uh, apparently it jams up. So these guys, not only do they, um, suck at kidnapping people, getting their money back. Uh, they also suck at murder and, uh, loading they, their, their rifles. Did they do sport? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't and know if they did. That's number one. That's step number one. Always have your weapon on red, you know? Yeah. You should, you should have had yeah. it ready. Exactly. So anyway, so apparently some undisclosed, uh, person, uh, apparently takes out a handgun and walks up to this kid and he probably said something like, and I'm just, I'm just guessing here. I'm just guessing. He's like, boys, let me take, let me take over boys. Cause apparently nobody knew how to do this, but this guy walks up to him, shoots him in the face and the neck. <gasps> so that is how Jerry Christopher goes down eventually mm. by some undisclosed person, probably another E4. Who knows? I don't know if the other person was, was in the military or not. This story didn't really disclose all that. It just talked about the five different people, that were in this group, um, you know, done again with the rifle and, you know, Jordan being the guy that, you know, uh, needed the money and originally kidnapped this kid. 
Uh, and then ended up, um, Jerry ends up getting killed by some other guy. Well, with, uh, with um, a gun bullet to the face. A gun bullet. You ever heard of a gun bullet? <laughs> it's a bullet that comes mm-hmm. out of a gun. Anyways, so that that's essentially what happened. This kid owed some guys in the military some E4s, you know, who thought they were hardcore, apparently. Um, Jerry and a bunch of thugs. Yep. Yeah. And that's where we're at. And he ends up getting murdered over $1,500 that he owed uh, just originally to get his truck out of the um, impound, you know. Uh, and then, obviously, he was having issues because he got kicked out of the military. And like Bernie said, he was, uh, you know, had a bunch of Article 15s. So this is where you can take over, sir. Tell us more about this kid. Just wanted to add him. He's basically, basically a turd is what he was. He's a turd. Yes. Mm, that that makes sense. <laughs> so how did you know him? Well, and I forgot what exact year. I'm not. I don't know. It had to be like 2004 or beginning of 2005 is when he came to us. He came to us as a private, a new in prospect, new you know recruit, and he came to our platoon. <clears throat> it was just a problem child from there on. Couldn't adapt. Didn't want to program. Didn't want to learn. And he ended up uh, on a random drug test. He popped up hot. You mm, know, so that'll do after it. After that, he got I think he got 15 and 15. You know, 15 um, restrictions, 15 days money taken away or something like that. So I'm not really sure what the exact punishment was, but I know he he received Article 15. And that's where he started to spiral down, probably right. Yeah, and he we gave him a second chance. I remember them. After that happened, you know, you know, he, he can come back from that. He's just gonna, you know, take a couple steps backwards, and I think he just couldn't do it. So then one of our one of our guys said, "We're just gonna chapter him." So was that really? I mean, I know people get Article 15s and come back all the time, you know, and they get their rank back. And um, but for this story, this kid, I mean, he pissed hot. That doesn't make him the worst kid, you know. Does it make him a turd? Not the uh, greatest soldier. Uh, yeah, of course. You know, um, you know, should he get kicked out? Yeah, you know, you shouldn't be doing drugs, and he was probably doing a bunch of other stuff. But um, did he deserve to get murdered? No. Nah, I don't think so, right? Yeah. So what about these oh. other guys that he was hanging out with? Did you know them or of them? Well, I knew Jordan. The other guys, uh, Gardner and Dunnigan and. Whoever else, Robinson, I had no clue who they were. I did know uh, Michael Jordan. He was an E4 in another platoon. I think, I'm not sure, either first or third platoon. I think it was third platoon he was in. But he was, he was a big dude, solid guy. Uh, he was, I guess they made him a gunner. So he carried the big boy. Cause he, he had a pretty good, solid uh, size to him. And as far as I know, he wasn't really, I mean, he had a little bit of an attitude. As a soldier, you know, but he wasn't much of a turd, you know, because he was still good. He was pretty high speed. No, he wasn't high speed. He, he was just there. Okay, he, he met he, he met the minimum. He <laughs> met the yeah. standard. He he wasn't he wasn't gonna get promote above peers, but he wasn't gonna no, get demoted no. either. No, he was just doing the thing. And how is it that I don't know this guy, but just from the story reading up. Based on his name and the fact that he ran up, caught this guy and tackled him, I just guessed that he was uh, kind of a PT stud. I just, I just threw that out there. 
<laughs> you got to, well, yeah. I don't know. He was in another platoon, so I don't know if he was a stud or not. Oh, okay. Well, but he, but he was pretty tall and he had some pretty long legs. And all right. I'm assuming, yeah, he was pretty athletic. Well, I you know, I I I called it. So this this just this all <laughs> just admit that I I, I called it. But um, yeah, you're right. Anyways, <laughs> no. Uh, but so when when this all happened, were you still there at Fort Lewis? Yes, sir. So you heard about it? You knew about all this? Yes, I I found out the morning that uh, they found his body. Yeah, one of our guys found his body on the ammo dump. Yeah, so they just left him there. Yeah, as far as I know, yeah. They didn't even pick him up, move him, or anything else. Um, no. And what was the mood like after that? Like, were you guys were they looking for a while, or did they connect the dots pretty quickly? Well, we didn't do the investigation. I think it, it was. It was on a road in between Fort Lewis and uh, McCord Air Force Base. And back then, they were separated. Today, it's called the Joint Force McCord or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, but back then, it was a road in between. So I think the, the state or the county took over that investigation with assistance from the military, of course. And then they just connected the dots with who he was hanging out with and all that stuff and who he normally hung out with. But as far as the mood... As far as I know, I know our mood was like, you know, it was one of when you hear about it, it's like, well, damn, that sucks, you know. But other than that, we moved forward because Cherry really wasn't anyone that we really cared about too much because he was he was he was a mess up, you know. He came in, caused problems, he messed up, you know, he caused problems again, messed up, so we booted him out. That's something we were missing. So he wasn't necessarily missed. Not from our platoon, <laughs> not from our company, not at all. I mean, it sucks to say that, but, you know, um, you, we all know people that if that happened to, you wouldn't be surprised. You don't, you don't wish it on them, but you're definitely not surprised. No, not at all. If it was any one of, other, of our other boys, you know, we'd be, we'd be you know, a little butthurt and we'd want to find out what happened. This guy... It was kind of expected. Like, it didn't surprise me, put it that way. Right, right. I've I've met people that um, are now uh, pretty high ranking that I'm actually surprised. I actually thought they were going to end up the other way, like dead in a ditch some uh, in a ditch somewhere. But now they're first sergeant, and I'm like, oh, I remember you from back in the day. And I don't know how you made it to this rank, but okay. I guess it's all about who you sleep with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going through this and not to defend Jerry, but at least he wasn't a murderer. Like, what about these other douchebags that shot him? Now, if you if you think about it, and so you're right, yes. Uh, yes. Like, he was, he was a dumb kid. He was a dumb kid who's a dirtbag. Yeah, and we all said at the beginning he didn't deserve to die, right? Yeah. But this kid, Jordan, Jordan didn't kill him either, though. So he took him out there. He, he knew what was going to happen. Well, I mean, so he kidnapped them, but it sounds like all these kids, it was a surprise to them. Right. Um, Jordan didn't have a weapon. This other kid done again, whatever. He had the rifle, but then some other guy ended up having a, 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 a gun. So I don't know if that was actually Jordan. Maybe he brought the gun out, but in this article, it didn't really disclose that. Do you know who the actual gunner or the killer was? No, nobody knows. Like they're keeping quiet. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know unless I do more research on this or, or look up something else. But um, they never really revealed on here who the other person was. So maybe it wasn't someone from their group or the military. I mean, obviously he was from their group, but 
Um, just didn't want to be identified or anything. But yeah, man, this is pretty crazy. I guess, uh, and I did read some other stuff, uh, do a little bit more research, and apparently these kids turned on each other pretty quickly. The yeah, 17-year-old they, kid. They, Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, yeah, they, they squealed on each other like that. I guess, except for the unidentified guys, the only ones that get picked up. Yeah. Yeah. Because wow. I, don't, I don't think they ever quite identified who that person was. I guess what I'm saying is that I, I don't know. I mean, I'll have to do a little bit more deeper research, but it sounds like they, they never said the person's name. Like, it could have been any of them. It could have been Jordan. Um, yeah, it could have been. But they, they never gave the name up. Do you know what I mean? So no one ever... I think Jordan got... Jordan and Dunnigan got the most. Uh, but so I, I don't know. So who who was owed the $1,500? Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Well, on first step, that is overkill for trying to get your $1,500 back, like to beat someone up, kidnap them. Right. But then to go down, go to jail, ruin your career, and it wasn't your even life. your $1,500. Like, done again. I was like, what did you have in this? What were you going to gain by this person dying? Well, you know, what I think is it, I think it has to do more with peer pressure and not wanting to be mm-hmm. a punk, as you, as you say. Because when one says, when who is it, Dunnigan that said, you know, he can't, he can't let him go, and everybody else takes him out to go probably just go beat him up or dump him somewhere. And when this other, this undisclosed person says, or pulls out a gun or takes him out, you know, Jordan didn't want to be, as you call, a punk and said, okay, let's just take him out. And at, at any point in time, you don't want to be that guy that, that backs out because then you're known as the person who backed out. Let me just tell you, if you're ever in that spot, feel free to be the person that backs out. Because if you had backed out, you wouldn't be in prison right now. So, Or, or uh, going to jail or prison for kidnapping is a lot less time than murder. Yes. Just saying. Because they might yeah, not right. even be even trusted this Jerry guy because he wasn't, he didn't sound credible. So if you'd been like, no, he came over here, started a fight. We sent him and we, you know, we defended ourselves and then we dropped him off. And we don't want anything to do with them. Yeah. They well, might have got an Article 15 yeah, and they'd still be in. You're right. They could have just made up like the whole thing of like, look, we were hazing him. We were hazing him because he was getting out of the military. And yeah, he was a little bit of a dirtbag, but we hazed him. You know how many times I've seen people get tied up, you know, uh, especially uh, with artillery, right? With uh, uh, a lot of the, the new guys coming in. They'll get or, or for a promotion or something big, right? Where they'll take the 100 mile an hour tape, you know, they'll gang up and grab one of these dudes they'll mm. tape them to the cannon you know they'll yeah, actually well. tape them to the cannon i mean i'll show i'll share pictures of all this and that happens all the time you know it happened to our buddy uh sam's you know when mm-hmm. he was retiring you know he got taped up to to the a big piece of artillery you know that could yeah. technically be kidnapping too because he didn't want to go and he didn't want to get taped up but that happens all the time so technically they could have said that like look this kid was just a crybaby you know yeah we tied him up we tried to scare him but it's nothing big you're right they may have gotten away with you know article 15 or something else and even if you do a little bit of time you know it might be months the most maybe a year right for attempted kidnapping but you know you're you're not going to go away for life you know but i don't know that's maybe that's just because we're out here 
thinking about it and these kids were right in the middle of it it's it's tough being part of the four mafia like you said conrique you gotta you gotta <laughs> talk a big talk right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but like mr you know, go ahead oh i'm gonna think um you know it shows that they all kind of dined each other out really quick except for this unidentified guy now do you guys think it could be like everybody on the way back after dumping jerry okay if anybody asks, we blame this makeup person. And everybody just sticks to the same plan. They don't know who that person was. We just met him today. Could that have happened uh, as well, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um. I mean, they, they showed how they're true colors, I guess, on that day. And that's the day the E4 Mafia died. <laughs> you know, I always, I always thought the E4 Mafia was um, just kind of a metaphor for saying, you know, the... E4s really do run the military, you know, they, they do the most work, you know, the good E4s, right? And they, they kind of, when you get shit done, if someone asks you to do something, no questions asked, you're going to get it done, right? And good leadership, they trust their E4s and they don't care. They don't ask questions, right? They don't mm -hmm. ask, where did you get that extra tire from? How'd you get that, that battery? Where'd you get all that extra <laughs> ammo from? Right. You know? <laughs> so we are, our supply is 100% uh accountable um that's great i'm not even gonna worry how you manage that um but you know when we had like lost some mvgs but we're we're 100 now so we're green that's all that matters right and that's the e4s you know that's the e4 you don't have a lot to lose as an e4 um and you know you're you're probably the you know the largest rank in in the military so uh when you look at and not to get all morbid or more morbid than we already have but when you look at the the death toll in in um in in war especially iraq and afghanistan the majority are are younger you know uh lower ranking kids like e4s a lot of them are e4s um so as you can see they do a lot of the work right so that's what i always thought e4 mafia just meant you know that's kind of like this unwritten rule unwritten law e4s run the military think about it only two ranks have a bird on them right yeah. the specialist <laughs> rank the sham shield as we call it and the colonel <laughs> think about it so i don't know just saying mind blown i know <laughs> i brought some knowledge yeah. <laughs> but, well it's, it's hard to never had anything to do with anything right that what uh, sergeants don't ever have to do anything no, 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 sergeants don't. No, sergeants, NCOs are just the backbone of the military, you know. No yeah. big deal. No big deal. But, um, but yeah, these guys took that whole E4 Mafia thing to a whole new level and yeah. failed miserably. They thought they were in the real Mafia. It's like, oh, no, son, no. No, that's not. Yeah, I know Jordan was an E4. Everybody else, I don't know. Yeah, and then these other kids were, I, I think, oh, I don't know if they went over their rank, but I think one of them said, obviously that kid, that 70-year-old, he had to have been a private. Oh, yeah. He just barely yeah. fresh Could out of basic. Could you imagine that Sergeant Major's eye must have just bulged out of his head when he got that call? <laughs> like, what? The fuck? Well, apparently, as I was looking into this, mm -hmm. Fort Lewis has had a ton of murders and other craziness. <laughs> Yeah, it's my queen. my unit alone had two that were one, two, three that I'd known. You know. Oh my god! Now, when you say that three three actual murders. Um. Yeah. Like when I first joined the military, and I came in in two thousand two, my first year in two thousand three, right before we deployed to Iraq. Um. This guy named Christopher Baber. He was a private as well. I guess um his buddy 
Jeremy Myers have wanted to kill the wife for Jeez. money, for you know, for some kind of insurance policy. Damn. Gaber agreed to it, and I think they gave her. They, they strangled her, and then abandoned her her in, in, uh, in a vehicle, and then it, it all came out. You know, Jeremy Myers, Christopher Baber were charged with murder, and they they tried to make it look like a robbery just for a hundred thousand dollar life insurance policy. Oh my Jeez. gosh! <laughs> and those guys were from my unit as well. I'm glad you made it. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I'm glad you made it out. Jesus. <laughs> More murders inside the back home than there were in Iraq. Yeah, yeah no you're kidding. like, can we just deploy this? I don't feel safe at home. I don't feel safe. Let's go to the yeah. war zone. Yeah, and then, you know, that whole thing with like one of my other really good buddies fails. Oh, he yeah. Just went off. He just went off off the deep end, but, you know. So, what so that one, that's actually a, kind of a great segment because um, we're actually going to cover that one on another episode as well. So you'll you'll have to come back for that one. But um, yeah. Robert Bales, correct? Yes, sir. So for you guys that don't know who Robert Bales is, look him up because that one is pretty intense. Um, that show will be coming on um I'm not sure the the date of that one, but I know that one's in the in the near future, the next few months here. Um, but Robert Bales, um, you said you knew him, right? You guys are in the same unit, different times, different occasions, deployed together. No, we we actually came in around the same time together. We grew up as privates together, E fours, E fives, E sixes, all the way up until I you know I ETS and you know went out to Arizona and started doing stuff over there. And then he stayed in with the unit and deployed, I think, two more times after that, after our two deployments. So that guy, without getting into all the details, he, I think you had said he had deployed like five times or something like that altogether? At least four, I'm not sure. About the and so this, what we're going to talk about is, um, just to give everybody a little teaser, is what happened on his last deployment in Afghanistan where he literally murdered a small village of Afghanis, right? Yes. Essentially, he lost it. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So you guys will have to tune in to that episode when that comes out. But that's uh, Robert Bale's um, crazy story, man. That one is, that one's the kind of story that you read and you're like, what the fuck happened? Like, what happened? And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you actually have his address in prison, right? Yeah. You're trying to reach out to him, ask him a couple of questions, like, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> not, 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 not in that manner, but more, more of a more sensitive type and be like, hey, buddy, what's going on? What's up, buddy? What happened? What happened? Long First, time. thank you for not killing me because you're crazy fill me, fill me in <laughs> fill me in <laughs> and two you should have come with me out to arizona <laughs> yeah so there's actually a really good story on where is it on crystal that you read oh, about him gq gq does a really good um article on him where they you know obviously yeah. they, they they went deep with this one yeah asked a bunch yeah. of questions and so you know he's brutally honest and and so if you're interested in that story too go check out the gq but you know what just uh why read when you can listen to our podcast you know we'll, exactly we'll let you know when that one comes out so any uh any other crazy stories out of fort lewis um 
there has been a couple. Well, I mean, one I know about that wasn't. I'm not really too sure. Because what happened was a there was a female who I'm trying to think. I know she murdered her husband for some reason, but I, I can't really get into that because I don't know much about it. But I do know about Christopher Baker and uh, Jeremy Myers killing the wife Jessica. That was pretty insane, man. And how did you know those guys? I knew I knew Baber. Oh, okay. He, he was in the same company as me. Damn, that's pretty uh, pretty insane, man. You and guys, y'all had too much downtime, plotting murders. Well, yeah, if, if, if infantry does have a lot of downtime. When we're not, you know, at war. You needed more hip friendly. pocket training. Keep people. A lot of, it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it. Like the first hip pocket training you should have. Why you shouldn't kill others. The Ten Commandments. Let's go over the Ten Commandments, guys. Yeah, I bet you after all that's, that happened, uh, Sergeant Majors went nuts with that, that hip-hop pocket training, huh? All right, guys. Apparently, we have too much time on our hands. Yes. Y'all are killing each other. So now... Now we got to train. Now we got to practice first aid. So at least maybe you'll make it through it. That's hilarious. Well, buddy, you know what? Uh, I had fun. This this was an interesting story, man. It's a it's a it's a weird one. It's a weird one because it's um, on this uh, on this uh, show or this segment. You know, we're we're gonna try to cover you know murderers and and you know actual serial killers that were in the military. You know, I, I wouldn't classify this. Obviously, it's not a serial murder. Uh, but it was definitely interesting, and it was interesting because you knew the kid, right? So I knew you'd bring your perspective to this whole thing. So, you know, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing this 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 um, hilarious story. It was it was funny. It was entertaining. Unless you're Jerry. Unless you're Jerry, then it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yep, this was the first one. We we introduced you guys to this segment nice and slow. Uh, we gave you guys a, a a little a little fun one. Just a little teaser. This is just an appetizer, right? Just wait till you get into the Robert Bales and the uh, Green River uh, um, uh, serial killer, who was one of the most prolific serial killers of all time. We're going to cover him. Yeah, he was in the military also. Uh, apparently had a great career. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, you know, another famous or infamous serial killer, was also in the military. So, yeah, apparently uh, the military creates a lot of uh, uh, murderers. Uh, so it's kind of interesting, you know. Obviously, with that being said, 99% uh, of us veterans are amazing folks. Yes, right? amazing. And, we and don't kill people. We don't kill people. We're, we're part of, uh, we integrated into society rather well. But for those 99%, there's always that 1% that's going to murder. <laughs> So, all right, sir. Well, Bernie, I appreciate your time. Get back to building your your ranch or your farm, whatever it is you're you're building out there. Yeah, it's a it's a whopping two and a half acre farm. It's a whopping what? Twelve acre? Two and a half acre. Oh, two and a half acre. That's that's pretty good. That's a nice size. <laughs> yeah, it is. Let me know if you need any help. Oh, always, always need some help. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll keep you posted. I'm here in Arizona. You're in. You're, the only reason I offer is because we're in different states. So, 
I was going to say, that does not sound like Mario. (laughs) No, no, no. But hey, uh, let me know anyways. I didn't say I would go help you. I just said, let me know if you need any help. And he'll just laugh at you. Ha ha, you need help. I'll let you know. No, but I... Quit being a Jerry. No, no. I do want to plan a trip out there to see you, and then maybe we'll record that, uh, the the Robert Bales episode while I'm out there. That would be fun. I'm down. Especially right now with um, uh, how cheap the flights are. Yeah. So. Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe I'll even make a TikTok about all these military silver killings. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. man. I'll, I'll send you the info. So uh, yeah, if you guys want to get to know Bernie, follow him on TikTok. He's got some hilarious videos. He is hilarious. They're funny. They're funny. I I LOL all the time at your mm-hmm. videos. <laughs> and I pray for him all yep. the time when I see his videos. So. <laughs> oh, how do I know this guy? <laughs> like, oh, sign of the cross, sign of the cross, sign of the cross. Well, for Mr. Bernie Conrique uh, and Crystal, I love murderers. Reedy, I'm outside the wire. Wire. Thanks, everybody, and we will talk to you guys next time. Have you all heard of Valor's Veterans Community AZ? Well, let me tell you about them. They are a 501c3 nonprofit which helps organize social gatherings and volunteer opportunities for veterans and their families. VVC was created in 2018 by our good friend, Ro Gonzalez. You may have heard him on this show before. Uh, this guy's awesome, man. He's got the hookup to all sorts of sporting events, movie premieres, and all kinds of cool shit. Bringing like-minded people together not only allows everyone to share resources, but also helps reconnect that bond military members had while they were still in the service. VVCAZ also holds a monthly coffee social the third Saturday of every month where local organizations can share their resources. Their goal is to build Arizona's strongest veteran community by engaging veterans one at a time. Please check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and valorsveteranscommunityaz.org.